الحمدللہ وکفا وسلام علی والہ الذین استفا اما بعد اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم والذین آمنوا اشد حمد اللہ وقال اللہ تعالی فی مقام آخر والذین جاہدوا فینا لنہدینہم سبلنا وان اللہ نبع المحسنین سبحان ربک رب العزت اما صفون وسلام علی المرسلین والحمدللہ رب العالمین اللہم صلی علی سیدنا محمد وعلی آلی سیدنا محمد وبارک وسلم اللہم صلی علی سیدنا محمد وعلی آلی سیدنا محمد وبارک وسلم اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی gave every one of us the gift of ایمان this is not something we earned this is not something that we deserved. This was purely a gift from Allah Ta'ala. This is the fadl and karam of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Now once we get this gift of iman, our whole life should be spent trying to get the talents of iman. There's so many of us in this world that we spend our life to get the talents of the dunya, the skills of the dunya, the accomplishment of the dunya, the attainment of the dunya, we just want to be more and more and more talented in dunya. If you do it within halal, it's 100% permissible. It's part of deen. Sayyidina Rasulullah said, Qadaballahu al-ihsana fi kulli shay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed that we should reach a level of excellence in our performance in every single thing that we do. However, if we try to be talented in everything that we do in the dunya, we try to attain and achieve and accomplish in everything that we do in the dunya. Is it only our deen and the akhirah that we're not worried about? That we have no talents when it comes to akhirah? We don't have the talent of taqwa. We don't have the talent of haya. We don't have the skill of ikhlas. We don't have the adab and akhlaq of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We want to be skilled and accomplished in this world and unskilled when it comes to our deen. And young men are always trying to improve their skills. Learn more, earn more, better degree, better job, more promotion. The people doing business, they want more profit, more shops, more business. All the time in the dunya we want more and more and more. But when it comes to our deen and our akhirah, we're content with the same amount that we have. The person whose business may go up in two years, their deen is the same, their akhirah is the same. They're not thinking about their investments and their profits and akhirah. They're not watching that sheet. They're not watching that chart. They're not watching that graph. All of their effort is focused on the dunya. Now we live in a world where not only do people try to get the highest they can in dunya, everybody also tries to get an upgrade. The young man even has the best phone, but in one, two years he wants to upgrade. A person has a two-room flat. They want to upgrade to a three-room flat. They have a particular car. They want to upgrade. They want everything in the dunya to keep being upgraded. But when are we going to upgrade our deen? When are we going to have a better taqwa? When are we going to pray a better salah? The people will tell you that you should do the best that you can, work the hardest that you can, go to the best school that you can, be the best person you can. When are we going to try to pray the best salah that we can, have the best hayah that we can, lower the gaze in the best way that we can? Nobody thinks like that. Even our salah, we can do it every day. Forget best, we don't even try to make it better. There's no best, 
Even better is not a concept for us. Who says that my salah today is better than it was one year ago? If you can't say that, then what were you doing with your life? You say, no, my car is better than it was a year ago. My job is better than it was a year ago. My health is better than it was a year ago. I do exercise. Everything is getting better, except our deed. It's a strange way of life. It means, what's the difference between us and other people? We've also made the dunya the be-all and end-all of our life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used a word in Quran. It's called, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا means many things. But it means those who strive, who make effort, who are willing to make sacrifice, who reach out for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're not waiting for deen to just fall on their lap. They're not waiting deen to happen in their comfort zone. They're willing to go out of their comfort zone. This is, I've been coming here for four or five years now. This is a particular problem we've observed in the Muslims of the UK. They have their own comfort zone. They have their own routine. They have their own personality. If you can somehow personally come and deliver deen to them in their lap, then they're willing to take it from you. Otherwise, they're not willing to make an effort. They're not willing to reach out. Most of them are not willing to make that effort. Very content and just stagnant. They think it's content, I say it's stagnant in their deen. Whatever deen they have, whatever they manage to get, wherever they are, they're happy to be there. Very difficult even to convince them to come from one neighborhood to the other. Just on the way, people were telling me that, no, if you give a talk in this one place, this other place won't come. The Forest Gate, Manor Park people won't be able to even come as far as Ilford. Allah Akbar. And we come halfway across the world, and they're going to tell me they can't even come 20 minutes from one place to another. But they can't. They said, no, you have to come to us. You have to bring it within our comfort zone. There's no walladina jahudu. There's not that striving, struggling for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sahaba Ikram, they were people of mujahada. They were striving and struggling for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They made sacrifices for this deen. They were reaching out for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They would pray in the night. They would fast extra in the day. They would give their lives and their bodies and their money and their wealth to the deen of Islam. They would migrate to hijra for the sake of Islam. They would do anything for the sake of Islam. They would do anything even to get one extra drop of Islam. If they knew that if you do this, you will get one slight extra daraja in Jannah. You will become slightly better in deen. You will get a small increment. They will be ready to do everything for that small thing. <coughs> this is called وَالَّذِينَ جَاهُدُوا And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives such people a special promise in Quran. وَالَّذِينَ جَاهُدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنُّهُمْ سُبُلَنَا Allah Ta'ala says that we will send hidayah upon them. We will surely, assuredly, definitely send hidayah on them. And we will guide them to what? Subulana. We will guide them to many, many ways that will bring them close to us. They may try to come to Allah Ta'ala in one way. Allah Ta'ala says, I will bring them, bring the you to me in millions of ways. In a Sahih Hadith, Hadith Qudsi, Sayyidina Rasulullah, he saw some said that Allah Ta'ala said that I will come close to my servant. When? When that servant comes to me a hand span. This much means they crawl to me. Allah Ta'ala says, I will come to them in arm span. Means my mercy will come to them ten times as much. When they come to me walking, then my mercy will come fleeing towards them. Means Allah Ta'ala honors the effort that we make. Allah Ta'ala honors our reaching out. It's our own tragedy that we have tried to live this life without reaching out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah Ta'ala who is constantly reaching out to us, He is Al-Hadi. He is always sending Hidayah. 
مَنْ يُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ يَحْدِي قَلْبَهُ That whomsoever has iman, Allah Ta'ala is sending hidayah on their spiritual heart. Direct hidayah on their kalb. Then send the book of hidayah, Qur'an Al-Kareem. Then send the nabi of hidayah, Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam. Then give him companions of hidayah, Sahabi Kram. Then put in this ummah, Siddiqeen, Shuhada, Salihin, also sources of hidayah. Every arrangement has been done for our hidayah. It's just us that we have not chosen to be muqtadun. We chose not to be guided by the guidance. We are our own, we are ourselves the missing ingredient in deen. Deen is kamil. Deen is mukammal. Deen is everlasting until yom deen If there's anything missing in deen, it's us. It's our own effort. It's our own striving. It's our own ikhlas. Can you imagine what a tragedy that is? If in this world, if it happens in the world, people say it's a tragedy. If a young man gets admission into the top university and he gets a full scholarship and his parents support him fully and he has an entire library and Allah has gifted him with intelligence and he still doesn't study, what would people say? People would say, this is such a big tragedy. Infinitely, infinitely more than this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us deen of Islam. He's given us the power of iman. He has sent to us the sunnah of Nabi alayhi salam and we still don't strive towards him. Infinitely more tragedy than that. If a person in this world has intelligence and they have a degree and they don't work and they're unemployed and they go on welfare or whatever you call it in England, they go on social welfare and benefits so that more intelligent people in the community, they get upset. They say, what's the matter with you? You have strength, you have health, you have intelligence, you have education, you're still doing nothing. So why don't we think like that about ourselves? That I have iman, I have Islam, I have health, I have time, I still don't have taqwa, I still don't have haya, I'm still doing nothing about my taqwa, I'm doing nothing about my haya. What's the matter with me? We have to start taking our deen seriously. We have to be motivated in deen, steadfast in deen, strong in deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put so many arrangements. Then Allah ta'ala told us in Quran, what is the feeling of deen? You see, our deen is not just about words. It's not about libraries. It's not about books. Those of us who know, who have studied, you know, just by learning and teaching is not enough. Doing and feeling, that is called deen. Reading and speaking, that's not called deen. Doing and feeling, that is called deen. So even some of us we read, some of us we may speak, but unless we do it, unless we feel it, we're not on deen of Islam. Deen is about actions and feelings. Deen is about actions and feelings. What's the most important feeling that a person should have in their heart? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, That those who have iman, they are extremely intense, ashad, intensely intense in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many of us have that intense love? Alladina Amanu is the basic level, the most entry level. Those who know Arabic, they know that it's even less than mu'mineen. Like in English, if I say, those who adopt faith, Alladina Amanu, and if I say, the believers, al mu'mineen. In English, those who adopt faith is less strong. I say, the believers, the faithful, that's more strong. Alladina Amanu is the most basic entry level. We say shahada, we say kalima, we become Alladina Amanu. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Qur'an, He defines who are the real Alladina Amanu. What is the sifat? What's the attribute? What's their alama? What's their sign? How can you recognize them? Walladina Amanu ashaddu hubban lillah. That those who have iman, they intensely love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, the Mufassirun write, 
that most places in Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, Ya, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. That, oh, you who believe. And then Allah Ta'ala tells them to do something. Here Allah Ta'ala didn't say, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu ahibbullah. That, oh, you who believe, love Allah. Because how? Number one, they say that it doesn't befit Allah Ta'ala. That Allah Ta'ala should tell anybody to love Him. He is al-ghani, al-mustaghni. He has ghayra. He is above and beyond this need to even tell anybody to love Him. Second reason they write, that the alladhina amanu also, they don't need Allah Ta'ala to tell them to love Him. Just by being alladhina amanu, it means that they necessarily love Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. It's not possible to be alladhina amanu unless we feel ashadduhumba lillah, unless they love Allah Ta'ala intensely. So it's not ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, it's walladhina amanu. And those who believe are those who love Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala a lot. And we don't have that intense love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't have that love in our heart. We don't have ashad. We don't have shadeed. Many of us don't even have lukewarm love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How to check whether a person has love for Allah ta'ala in their heart. Our awliya mashayik can mention two ways to check. First way, to check what you love is to check what you have hasra. Hasrat for. Hasrat means that you have longing for it you have yearning for it, and if you miss out on it, you feel like you lost it. You feel a state of loss and regret when you miss out on it. That's a sign that you love something. So this is a very good way to check that actually what we love in our heart is love of the dunya. What the Prophet said, that love for the world is the source of every error. And many times people think, no, no, I don't love the dunya. I'm an ordinary person. I'm a simple person. But you have to use the test. The test that Oliya Mashaik have mentioned. That when you miss out on the dunya, do you feel sad? Do you feel regret? Do you look back and you get so depressed? That's a sign you love the dunya. For example, if there was some friend of yours who told you, as an example, he told you, you know what happened that five years ago, Huh? The people love this stuff in England. You're all like trying to be property dealers. It's your greatest dream to be a property dealer in dunya. I've never met people in so much in love with real estate than the UK Muslim community. You forgot about the real estate of Jannah. You forgot about the real estate of Akhira. You forgot about those deals. You're so interested in these deals. Somebody tells you that five years ago, oh, I went to Bangladesh and I bought a piece of land in Bangladesh for 10,000 takas and now it's one million takas. Huh? So what will you say to that friend? You'll say, oh, why didn't you tell me? You should have shared this information with me. You should have told me. I would have also done it. I would have also made so much money. Here, the conversation ends, but you walk away with extreme sadness, with a sense of loss. Hmm? All day you're thinking about this, that I missed out this opportunity. You go home, you tell your wife, that oh, today my friend told me this. And your wife says, yes, I've been telling you for years, you have no sense. I've been telling you for years, you don't have any sense. Hmm? Then at night the person is sad. The next day he's sad. He keeps thinking about it for weeks. That's a sign you love dunya. That's a sign you love dunya. Ma'fata. What you lost in the dunya, you have hasrat over that. And Allah Ta'ala says exactly the opposite in Quran. That don't have huzn, don't have regret, don't have shame, don't have longing for whatever you don't get in the dunya. Because whatever you don't get in the dunya, you could never have gotten. Because nothing in the world can stop Allah Ta'ala's risk. Whatever you're going to get, you're going to get your share. There's no question that I lost my share in dunya. 
no one can lose their share in dunya, but everyone could lose their share in akhirah. Why don't you get worried about what we actually can lose? The real loss. We're losing out our share in akhirah, and we're not concerned about that. We think we're losing our share in dunya. You can't lose your share in dunya. Your risk is decreed for you, determined for you. But imagine if the same friend said that, you know, five years ago, instead of saying the thing about property, he says, you know, five years ago, I went to masjid, and I heard bayan, and I heard some hadith about praying tahajjud. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those people and Allah ta'ala accepts their du'as and the last of the night, Allah ta'ala somebody call out, Hal min sa'il. Is there anybody asking me anything that I can give it to them? Hal min mustaghfir. Is there anybody seeking my forgiveness so I might forgive them? So I heard that five years ago and alhamdulillah ever since then up till today for five years I've been praying tahajjud. So what will you say? Will you start crying? No. Will you say, why didn't you tell me? No. You say, I wish you had told me. No. The best you'll say is, oh, mashallah. Brother, you make dua for me also. <laughs> That's it. That's all you'll say. You won't feel sad. You won't feel hasrat. Your heart won't feel that you missed something out. All day you won't be worrying. At night you won't be worrying. You won't go home and tell your wife. You won't think about what to do. Have no hasrat for deen. We're missing out. Today people miss fajr salah. They miss fard, fard salah. They don't feel sad. They have no remorse. They don't cry. They don't feel pain. If they wake up late, they wake up at 7, 8 a.m., then they have a choice. Either they eat breakfast and they go to work, or they make wudu and pray qadha, make up the fajr they missed. 90% of people will make breakfast instead. They say, I don't have time, I don't know what to do. Okay, I have to eat my breakfast. Because without my breakfast, how will I be able to function at work? What in the world made you think that you could function all day without the nur of Fajr Salah? What were you thinking? If you think that you can't function without your morning meal, your calories, you need that energy, what makes you think you can function in the day without the nur, the energy of the nur of praying Fajr Salah? And you know when you miss Fajr Salah, it's worse than missing 10,000 tahajjud. Yes? Because it's fard. The maqam of fard is infinitely, limitlessly more than the maqam of nawafil. And our mashayikh, akabar, awliya, sulaha, siddiqeen, salihin, if they missed the hajjid once, they would cry. <laughs> if they missed the hajjid once, they would cry. Can you imagine what would happen to them if they missed the hajjid 10,000 times? <laughs> That's like fajr. Fajr is infinitely more. Fard. This is what I was trying to say. It's fard. means you can't live without it means you can't function without it, means you can't survive without it, means you can't love Allah Ta'ala without it. You can't. And Allah Ta'ala saying, Quran, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّهُمْ That those who have iman, their real sign is that they really love Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Second way to check whether we have that love is do we feel love when we talk to our beloved? That's called salah. That's called salah. Have you seen in this world that a lover and their beloved are alone? And the lover is talking to their beloved and they still don't feel anything? That's not possible. You say that they must not love each other. It's not possible. <laughs> that the lover and beloved are alone and the lover is talking to beloved and the lover says, I feel nothing. We say that he's not a lover. It's not, we cannot accept it. There's no way that can be called love. But look what we do in salah. <laughs> so many people don't even pray, first of all. So this is, alhamdulillah, great karam, fazl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we come for Jummah and most of you pray five times a day. 
But why do we want to leave our deen incomplete? Nobody will tell you in the world that anything you do in the dunya should never be left incomplete. Project completion, follow up, follow through, finish the job, get it done, do it right, do it perfectly. But we've left our salah incomplete. We've brought our bodies into salah. We've brought our tongues into salah, but we haven't been able to bring our heart into salah. Whereas Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, That you should establish salah purpose for my dhikr, for my remembrance. And people say, I don't feel anything in my salah. Now can you imagine how sick that person must be? I don't think you realize if a person doesn't feel something inside salah, how sick must they be? Okay, if a person tells me I'm not able to remember Allah Ta'ala when I sit all day at the shop. I'll say, even then, Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, رِجَالٌ لَا تُلْهِيهِمْ تِجَارَةٌ وَلَا بَيْءٌ أَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ That there are such people that neither trade, commerce, sale, nothing can distract them from the zikr of Allah. But okay, I'll say, okay, maybe you're not at that level yet. But if a person says, I can't remember Allah Ta'ala inside salah, that's critical. You're saying you listened to adhan, it didn't melt your heart. You made wudu, it didn't melt your heart. You came inside the masjid where Allah Ta'ala's rahmah is descending, it didn't melt your heart. You stood on masalla, you made niyat of ibadah, you faced qibla, it didn't melt your heart. You said Allahu Akbar, it didn't melt your heart. You said Surah Al-Fatiha, Ummul Kitab, that has the khulasa of the nur of the whole Qur'an. The Qur'an has the khulasa of the nur of all revelations. You recited Fatiha, it didn't melt your heart. You said you went into ruku, you did tasbih, subhan al-azim, it didn't melt your heart. You you say you went all the way, you did physical zikr, you went into sujood, you went on to sajda, you said subhanahu and it didn't met your heart. How hard must that heart be? Can't be melted by adhan, not melted by fatiha, not melted by sajda. We should be terrified. We should be scared. What in the world has happened to this heart? What other love is this heart become so full of that this heart cannot be melted in salah to feel the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If somebody was to give you something sweet and you couldn't taste the sweetness and they poured another bottle of honey and you still couldn't taste the sweetness, they poured a bag of sugar on top of it, you still couldn't taste the sweetness, people would say, you're so sick, you're so sick. You poured the bottle of honey of adhan on your kalb. You poured the bottle of sugar of wudu on your kalb. You poured fatiha on your kalb. You put sajda on your kalb. And you still couldn't feel love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran, I recite in English because it's the eyes of sajda, but if I recite in English, it's not an issue. Allah ta'ala says in Quran, make sajda, and then you will get qurb to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Means sajda equals qurb. It's Quran. And we want to be, no Allah Ta'ala, I am a living defiance of Qur'an. I am a living defiance of Qur'an. I have hardened my heart so much that when I go in sajda, I don't feel good. This is the type of salah we're praying. And we're not trying to make it even a little better. Okay, forget making it best. We're not even trying to make it a little better. Nobody even thinks like that, that okay, at least next time I pray, let me feel Allah Ta'ala at least in my sajda. At least in one sajda. At least once let me say Subhana Rabbi Al-Ala from my heart. At least let me start with somewhere. Let me begin at the beginning. Nobody even thinks like that. Just praying, praying, going through the motions, going through the words. Some of our young men who aren't alam of Quran or they don't have feelings of Quran, sometimes they recite very beautifully. 
But it's amazing, they have no idea what they're saying. They're not conscious of what they're saying at that moment. They recite the eyes of Jannah beautifully, then they recite the eyes of Jahannam equally beautifully. And you can tell that they're not feeling what they're saying. They don't realize this, you have to talk, and person talks in English differently. Right? When you know what you're saying, when you feel what you're saying, when you talk about Jannah, you will have a different expression. When you talk about Jahannam, you have different expression. Quran is not just a melodious recitation, it's not just kirat. Quran is not just words and pronunciations and melodies and sounds. Quran is ahwal kifiyat. Quran is feelings. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran that this Quran has a zikra, has an advice, admonishment for who? Liman kana lahu qalb. For that person who has a spiritual heart, that person who opens up their qalb to the Quran, they will get zikra, they will get the advice, admonishment, nasiha, they will get the shifa of Quran. So we have to develop these feelings. We have to become feeling mu'mineen, loving mu'mineen, loyal mu'mineen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to move beyond our deen is incomplete if it is just on our tongues or if it is just in our minds. How do we get this feeling of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? First thing is that we have to remove from our heart all the unlawful loves. We have to take it out. Unlawful lust, unlawful romance, unlawful attraction, unlawful gazes towards ghair mahram. This takes out the love for Allah ta'ala from our heart. Instant. It's an instant trade-off. Instant cost we pay. You let yourself fall in love even slightly with something unlawful, Allah Ta'ala will make your heart empty of the pure love for Him. That's why Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in a Sahih that when a person lowers their gaze, they get the halawat of iman. They get the sweetness of iman. So what does that mean? That if you don't lower your gaze, you lose the sweetness of iman. This is the cost we pay. This is why we don't enjoy our salah. This is why we don't feel lazat in ibadah, sweetness of worship, sweetness of Qur'an. Because we're too busy chasing the little candies of the world instead of getting the sweetness and lazat of deen. Second unlawful love is love of dunya, love of money, materialistic love, greed. That we already gave you an example of that before. If a person has love for mal and dunya, they will lose the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Third unlawful love is if they love themselves. This is called ujub, kibr. They think there's something special. They think there's something great. They think there's nobody like me in the community. There's nobody as wise as me in the family. Hmm? They think of them highly. They think highly of themselves. They will lose the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala does not accept even one atom of kibr who will not be able to go into Jannah. Allah Ta'ala sets a seal. Allah kulli kalbi mutakabbir. Allah Ta'ala sets a seal on the heart of every person who has takabbir in their heart. What will their heart be sealed from? Their heart will be sealed from feeling the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have to leave these things. Leave all these things. We should feel love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Actually this salah, this salah was given to us to express that love. This salah was given to us to express the love for Allah Ta'ala. That's why Sayyidina Rasulullah he got the hukum of salah on miraj. And when he come back, he said, As-salatu miraj al-mu'min. That salah is the miraj of the believer. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala knew that my believers, these alladhina amunu, what's going to happen to them? They're ashaddu humballillah. They're crazy mad lovers of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So what does the lover want? The lover wants to see their beloved. This is the nature of love. The lover wants to see their beloved. So Allah knows that they won't be able to see me in dunya. They can see me in akhirah, in jannah. 
they will not be able to see me in dunya. So what should I do? They will be feeling so much love for me. They will be overwhelmed by love for me. They will be dying to see me. So Allah Ta'ala said, okay, out of my mercy, my fuzzle, my karam, I give you this gift of salah. Every time you come in salah, five times a day, you practice what it would feel like to see me, and then in Jannah you will be able to see me. That's what Nabi Kareem says, what is Ahsan? That you worship Allah Ta'ala as if you see Him. Allah Ta'ala gave us this exercise. Then may five times a day, practice what does it mean? It doesn't mean you imagine you're seeing Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is beyond our imagination. You imagine that what would my heart feel like if I was seeing Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala? What would my heart feel like? What would be the feelings I would have? Pray to Allah Ta'ala with those same feelings that you would feel if you were seeing Allah Ta'ala. That's called Islam. And this is deen. This is the teaching of Nabi Kareem Sassam. This is sunnah. Who is sahib sunnah? Sahib sunnah is not just a sanad. Sahib sunnah is not just a person who has read hadith. Sahib sunnah is not just a person who recites hadith. Sahib sunnah is a person who has the feelings of Nabi Kareem Sassam. He has the feelings of hadith. He has kifiyat in Nabi Kareem sallallahu He has praise with the feeling of Isan. He has the same sunnah tawakkal on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Sayyidina Sallallahu had in Bal al-Badr. That's called sahib sunnah We fool ourselves. We think deen is just about words and recitations. Hmm? That come, I'll recite all of Bukhari, sweep to you in four hours and give you a jaza. What are you going to get from that? Huh? What are you going to get from that? We have to become sahib, sahib sunnah Feeling the feelings. So actually, salah was an act of love. Just imagine, I just want you to imagine what it would be like, what type of human being that person would become if five times a day, every day in their whole life, they pray in the same feeling as if they were seeing Allah Ta'ala. That person will get in the salat tanha in al-fahshah wal munkar That person will get so much nur from their salah, so much barakah, so much tasir, so much power in their salah, that their salah will have an effect on them. Because they open their heart to salah. Their salah will stop them from fasha and munkar. Their salah will stop them from doing vulgar, crude, lewd, repudiated things. Their salah will affect them. But we're not giving our heart to our salah. Okay, even just, just imagine what it would be like to pray one salah like that. Forget five times a day, every day for your life. What would it be like to pray salah once like that? Once. That from the time I say Allahu Akbar to the time I say Assalamu Alaikum Rahmatullah, all the time my heart was feeling so much love as if I was gazing upon my beloved Allah. This is what Deen came to teach us. A person who prays Salah like that, yes, then you can work in the world, earn in the world, live in the world, attain in the world, accomplish in the world. It won't have an effect on you because you've given your heart over to Salah. And if you can't feel that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you don't have those feelings for Allah ta'ala, so yes, when you go out in the world, you will start having feelings for dunya. You will have feelings for makhluk. You will have feelings for ghair mahram. You will give your heart elsewhere. So Allah ta'ala has made this deen, it's kamil hidayah. It's perfect guidance. We have to make ourselves guided by the guidance and we have to make an effort. This love for Allah ta'ala is not going to come automatically. We have to make effort. The name of that effort in our deen is called Tazkiyah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, even about the Prophet sallallahu 
فَقَدْ مَنَ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعْثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ Allah Ta'ala sent a special grace and favor on the believers when He sent to them a prophet from their own selves لِيَتُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ So that He could recite the verses of revelation. But that's not enough. Ya Allah, it's not enough. Allah Ta'ala, you are sending Qur'an on the kalb of the Prophet He is going to recite it beautifully to Sahabah Ikram. Sahabah Ikram understand it, Qur'an and Arabiya, they understand it, and they listen to it with their heart. Allah Ta'ala said, no, Nabi Ikram, you have to do another thing, but you zakihim. And you have to do their tazkiyah. You have to purify their heart from every other thing in the world. You have to fill their heart with love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, love for the Prophet love for deen, until their heart gets that tazkiyah, your job of Prophet is incomplete. And then what happens when the Prophet passed away? Then sahaba did the tazkiyah of tabeen. Why? Because al-ulama'u waratut anbiya, that every teaching of the Prophet will continue to be taught, even though he's no longer here. People will still teach the wordings of Quran. Those are called qurrah. People will still teach the feelings of Qur'an. Those are called awliya. People will still teach the meanings of Qur'an and hikmah. Those are called ulama. So if we want to get the feelings of Qur'an, the feelings of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have to connect our heart to the people who have that love for Allah ta'ala. Like Allah ta'ala said in Qur'an, Ya ayyuhalladheena amunatakullaha wa kunu ma'asadikeen That all you who believe, each and every one of you must have taqwa and each and every single one of you must kunu ma'asadikeen Join your hearts with true believers. Join your hearts who have more true love for Allah Ta'ala and true love for the Prophet than us. May Allah Ta'ala accept this niyat from us on the beloved day of Jummah that we want to be as true and sincere lovers that we want to strive for Him, get love for Him. Wa akhiru da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.